Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And welcome to Security Insecure. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest today started his career by focusing on his looks. First as a model, where at age 15 he was voted the most popular UK Asian model, and secondly, when he became part of a documentary on Channel 4 called Obsessed With My Body, where he looked at his body image. It was then this year, in 2022, when he became part of the reality TV circuit. Earlier this year, you saw him as part of Amazon's Love Struck High, where he was known as, well, the selfie king. And his career really did take off, because after that, Season 30 of Tarry comes on. He joins the cast. You know, his best friends of Harry and with Yaz and with Danny and with Ella. And they're that little pack. And this series of Tarry is on fire. Absolutely on fire. So I'm delighted to welcome to Sikininska, Janaid Ahmed. Hello, mate. Hi, how are you? You okay? Well, Janaid, two episodes in of Tarry season 30. <laughs> um, those comments you made at the end of last week's episode... <laughs> I know, I'm not one to keep my mouth shut, am I? Oh, I'm here not. causing the drama, ruffling a few feathers, and just being unapologetically me, really. Oh, but this was another version, because I've spent some time with you, <laughs> and that was a very different version that I've known of you. You know, you weren't <laughs> holding back on Amber and Dan, were you? Don't ever get on the wrong side of Janaid, because I'm the nicest person you'll ever meet, but the minute you get on the wrong side of me, I'm the worst person to have as your enemy. Oh, no, oh, no. Why? Why is that? Because, do you know what, I'm a really, like, as a friend, I'm one of them people, I'm either all in it, and the minute you kind of cross me and get on the bad side of me, I will literally ruin your life. So, <laughs> I always tell people to kind of be aware, because I invest so much into my friendship, and I'm the most loyal, lovely guy that you love me. Whenever you need me, I will always be there. But the minute you show me a bit of dishonesty or disloyalty... I just switch, and that's when the bitch comes out. And my own slogan is, I am a bitch with a heart of gold. So you don't want the bitch to come out, really. Well, let's unpick this a bit. Where does that bitch come from, in your words? Do you know what? I think it's like years and years of finding out who I am as an individual. And I'm 26 now. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. But before all of this, there's been quite a difficult story leading up to where I am today. So... There's been a lot of life-changing events that I've had to go through and a lot of kind of 
heartache really which kind of has made me a lot of a stronger person that I am today. I was brought up and lived in a small town called Peterborough, a small small town, a small city called Peterborough. Just kind of a normal upbringing with my mum and dad, my family. Went to like a normal school and then at the age of 15 I, I got scouted to go into modelling. So prior to all of this, didn't know my sexuality, didn't know I didn't really know where I was going. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I knew from a young age I wanted to do something in TV because I just loved performing. I loved being, like, the centre of attention. I loved... Years ago, I used to love, like, Britney Spears. <laughs> and, like, I knew that was... I knew, like, that life was something I wanted to go into, but too scared to say it because in an Asian household, you don't really get someone that wants to openly be on TV and want to kind of be want to do some performing sort of things you know what I mean so never really said anything because I just knew from a young age all that kind of a world was such a taboo age of 15 I'm at the Birmingham Clothes Show and I get scouted to go into modelling at this age obviously I'm in school just a normal regular boy that's it and getting the opportunity to go into modelling was like a dream come true for me because it was something I always looked like looked at and thought oh my gosh what if I could do that and it kind of just started a new little life for me really kind of set my head into the world that I wanted to go into and just kind of brought a few things to life for me at the age I didn't really know well I did know about my sexuality but I didn't really I was never open I was confused still so I think I wasn't 100% certain but I was still quite confused and always kind of explored the fact, what if not? But I always knew it was such a wrong thing because that was just how I was brought up. Do you know what I mean? So I always just knew it was wrong to potentially be gay because it wasn't something you would see so mainstream and in in my culture, it wasn't so, like, spoken about. And at the point, I wasn't really... I wasn't, like, in a relationship. I mean, soon after, I started seeing someone. But it wasn't really... At that time, when, all, when, when I got scouted to do modelling, I wasn't really... I wasn't seeing anyone, so it wasn't really a thing that I needed to actually come out and say anything. But also, though, I was still very confused. I was young, I was 15, so I didn't really know. So, yeah, I was kind of going with the flow of modelling, and just really enjoying it. I did loads of different commercials when I was younger. Absolutely loved it. I remember my first job, I was 15, went to London. I did a Dell commercial, and it was like a 14-hour day, but I literally loved every single minute of it. And do you know what the irony of it was? Obviously, all the kids were quite like around my age, and they all had like their parents with them. I was literally on my own at this um, commercial shoot. And I don't even think that's allowed now, to be fair. Yeah, I was literally on my own. Why was and... that? Did your parents not want you to be going down this route? Because I presume from an Asian background, modeling isn't I mean, a thing no i mean what asian parents actually go down and say their son is a male model do you know what i mean it's not something they rave about at family parties is it so <laughs> i mean they'd rather maybe a doctor or a solicitor or something but obviously no janae chose to do modeling so yeah that's the kind of path i went down and i just loved it i just absolutely loved every single minute of it. i used to go to castings in london and obviously at this point i was, I was still living in Peterborough, so i was traveling back and forth going to castings doing jobs also studying as well so absolutely just loved it and the side of the modeling i enjoyed so much but the backlash of it within school when people started finding out what i was doing was really difficult it did lead to me being horrifically bullied and attacked on a few occasions at school so when you you know i talked to a lot of females about that modeling industry and the pressure that's put on them and obviously we are very aware of size zero how does it affect mm. you as a male model though are you very much of 
well, you don't have that perfect body or you're too big or you're too, or height-wise, you're a bit too X, Y, Z. Because with girls, it's very much like that. But what about with boys? Mm. I mean, back then, we're talking, what, 11 years ago. So back then, I was, I think I was about five foot nine. I'm about five foot eight, five foot nine. I'm six foot one. Like I'm six foot now, so I've gone, I've gone up in height. But yeah, back then it was just because I was doing commercial. I wasn't doing like catwalk. So commercial is more your everyday type of people. So it doesn't. It didn't really have like there wasn't no expectation of you have to look like this. Because I didn't know any different anyway. I just looked how I looked. I didn't know any different, and it just worked for me really. Amazing, mate. I'm so pleased for you. So let's talk a bit more about your sexuality, if that's okay. Because yeah. you touched on yeah. it a little bit. Mm. When was that so, moment you thought, right, I need to actually come out there? Because like you said, there was no need at 15, but I kind of knew what was going on. What was that moment yeah. you, that was pinnacle? I mean, for me, it was, I was very much going with the flow of things. And I did, I did start seeing someone when I was 16, secretly. He was one of my best friends at the time. And it was all a little secret, and I just loved it. I just absolutely loved it. Um, I was in love. That was my first love. I that that was my first love, and I just we were both in the same boat. We were both like he was in the closet. I was essentially in the closet, and we just yeah we just and we we'd known each other all our like, all our lives anyway. So it was just the most comfortable thing. How did you know what love was though? Because there's one thing it being in love, but then there's the whole idea of infatuation and this fact that. There is a guy that likes you. You're thinking, I might be gay, but I don't know. You know, I've had experience with girls, but actually, this might be the way forward for me. One guy comes along and says, you know, I quite like you. There's an infatuation there, isn't there, of I like the idea of this, but actually the reality of I actually could see this going somewhere and actually being a boyfriend and a partner, this has to actually be away from the bedroom and this actually has to go out to the society and the world, and that's quite scary. Yeah, I think, obviously, we were best friends and it naturally turned into a, more, a loving relationship. I didn't know any other. I didn't know any different. Do you know what I mean? I'd never been this intimate with a guy before. So for me, it was like, this is my best friend who I've fallen in love with, and I absolutely, I do love, I do love him. And this is bad. I shouldn't love him because he is my best friend, and I know it would never be something serious because he would never come out. Which is very hard for you because you're like, oh. I actually probably want to come out now and I'm ready. But if he's not ready, yeah. what does one do? Well, this is it. And this is where the relationship kind of went down the drain because we were having constant conversations. We had all these little plans of moving to London, leaving our life behind, starting afresh. But obviously for him, the, the whole thing of coming out would naturally entail losing losing our families because of our culture and our religion. I am Muslim and I absolutely do love my religion. I've, I've been brought up a Muslim and that will stay with me for the rest of my life. The Islam is, always teaches about peace and love and treating people how you want to be treated. Homosexuality is not accepted in Islam and that is in black and white. However, on the other hand, God always says to love each other Muslim and treat them with love and respect as you would your own. So I take from it what I need to take from it and that doesn't mean I don't feel part of my religion whatsoever. I love my religion and I will continue practicing it in, in whatever aspect I can until the day I die. Okay, so that's the religious side. What about your family side? What was your family reaction? And how did so you tell them? I told them they kind of had the inkling of something 
wasn't quite right <laughs> because obviously I, I, was, I was getting older. I was experimenting with like makeup bits here and there and they could tell they're not stupid. Do you know what I mean? And I've always been the way I am, the, the way I act. I am quite flamboyant and camp and that is always the way I've been, which then kind of led to a conversation. But the thing was when I was seeing my ex at the time, things started to come out. So rumours started to entail and it just led in a conversation in which I had to tell them and I'd, I'd come out when I was 18. That was pretty much it, to be honest. I told them, and it was something that they couldn't accept due to the community and the culture, and I was then kicked out and I moved. Now you were kicked out of your family home purely down to mm. your sexuality? Yeah. Six bin bags later, I was in Essex. It's really hard because you look at your parents and you just want that unconditional love for them. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter what mm. mistakes you make. If you killed yeah. someone, you just want that love from your parents more than anything. And then of course, they tell you to leave the home. Yeah, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my life. But do you know what? I come out when I was 18 and it was just one of the hardships that I had to go through to make me the stronger person that I am today. And the sad thing is, the community have such a have such a thing to say on it. People have such a thing to say on it. It's not my choice. It's not my choice to be gay. My life would be easier at point not being gay. Do you know what I mean? Well, what is that reaction in that community in Peterborough now? Have you been back since? Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking to town. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go back. Well, what I type of, but because you've been through some moments in your life, for example, your brother yeah. passed away, your grandpa passed away. There must be moments that's made you think, "Yes, I'm gay. That's the version of me." But mm. I am still Janaid Ahmed from Peterborough, whose mum and dad mm. still live there. I need to go back to my home. That 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 sanctuary of this is where I was at a big point in time, very comfortable, and that was where I was brought up. Mm. Do you know what? It's very hard because. I have been through so much hardship, my, me coming out, losing my family, then losing my brother passing away, my granddad passing away, my grandma passing away, all three people that were the most closest people to me. That, for me, Peterborough doesn't speak any sort of happiness. I don't see any, like, you know, when you look back at place and you think, that's my hometown, where did I have happiness? Because that's for the first 18 years of my life, I didn't. Mm. So what would you say to the people of Peterborough now? It's hard because they never, ever, ever gave me a chance. Unless I'm not the most loved person. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Peterborough need our biking. All the norms and the values that anyone from Peterborough would actually do. I've not gone with what they've wanted. But at the end of the day, I didn't do this to be evil. I didn't do this to cause a rift, to cause an issue. I just want to be me. And at the end of the day, I just want to be loved. That's all I want in my life. I am a queen. I am fierce. I am confident. But deep down, Janae just wants to be loved because I've not had love for the first 18 years of my life. And then from there onwards, I've started a brand new life for myself, brand new, fresh start, new people, new lifestyle, new area, new job, new everything. Do you not think your parents ever loved you? I think they still love me, but just can't accept what I do for a living and, what I, and who I am. So the love's not there. You know when you've had a heart, like just in general life, like when you just want that hug from your mum, I want that every day, but I can't have it. When you get phone calls from your mum and dad and you see their name pop up on your phone, don't, you don't think that hurts me. You don't think I want that. You don't think I want to be able to go home and just sit down and sit with my mum and just have a conversation and tell her, my dreams have come true recently. There's so much I've wanted to do in my life that I'm now doing. You don't think I want to sit down with my mum and be like, mum, I've done it. I've always wanted this. Like, it's hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually hard. Stuff like that. Like, and I, like, I, I live on my own in a beautiful two-bedroom flat in Chigwell. I I'm so grateful for everything I've achieved. You don't sit down and think I want my mum to sit on my sofa and be like, well done, son. Like, I know you wanted this when you were, since you were young. And that hurts because all of my friends around me, they've got their parents to go back to any success, anything, advice, anything. They've got that. Like, I am a one-man band. I am on my own. And it's lonely at times. Don't get me wrong. I love myself, love my own company, love looking at myself in the mirror. But it is lonely. The people that brought me up in this world that know every inch of my body don't think I aspire the love and affection from them, of course. Have I been in a relationship since? No, I'm scared to be hurt. How isolated do you feel from society, Junaid? That's such a great question because I've got... and this, this is, I'm, I'm very contradicting because I've got so much love from the, my close circle of friends that I need, but still, I feel lonely. I, when I'm with my friends, I'm around their houses and they're with their, and we're with their families, and I just, um, I'm like, oh, this is so lovely, like, love this. I, want, I, I would love this one day, but I won't ever get it. But mate, you, can I tell you something? You will. There'll be a day that will come along and you will have all the unconditional love you've ever wanted. You will have that family. You will have the kids mm. and the animal and that partner. And it'll be the right time, right place. You know, we always said the right place, right time. And it yeah. is true. It will happen to you. It's really hard in the moment when you think, you know what, it's not going to happen to me. But it will. I mean, look, it's easy yeah. for me to say that. I I feel to an extent the same as you. I feel lonely a lot. I feel isolated a lot. Mm. I feel un- misunderstood a lot. But I know there will be the right girl there for me when mm. the time is right. And, it, you know, it's really hard. And I think there's a lot of pressure with social media and with Hinge. And, you know, we celebrated 10 years of Tinder the other week. And we're like, I'm still not getting a match. And, you know, I've been on all these dates. And why me? Why is it not happening to me? But mm. I know it will happen at some point. But it's really hard when you're in the, in the moment to go, is it going to happen? 
is it? Yeah. Because it's not happening yet, and I'm nearly 30. Yeah, no, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, I do, and that's one thing. I've never been ready for a relationship until now. I think I'm the most content I've ever been in my life, and I think now is the time where, listen, I'm a diva. I'm, a, I'm an absolute queen. I'm a bitch. I'm like... I'm on a reality TV show. I cause a lot of drama. I live and breathe it. I'm here for it. I'm myself. But behind the whole Janaid on Towie, the arguing, the screaming, the makeup, the not, I'm just a normal boy that wants to be loved and just wants that affection and has got a real good heart. But you just like, you've got to break down the six layers of foundation to get down to see the real Janaid. Right, but there we go. We need to see that vulnerability from you, Janaid. We need to see you that will. deep dive. But how are you ever going to have someone love you if they only see the makeup and, as you say, the queen and the bitch? If you know those comments, you don't want to be around someone who makes those comments. You want to be someone who you think's lovable, that you can invite with your family and who, you know, just fits perfectly. And we know there's mm. that side of you, and I've seen that side of you. But if you're looking at prospective guys, they're only seeing one version of you. They need to see the other side of you. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And in a way, like, I am very grateful to Tawi as well because on the show, you will see that vulnerable side to me. Have you filmed that already? Yeah, you will see a, you will see a very vulnerable side to me. And I'm excited. I, I want people to see that because there's more to me than a screaming match. So what vulnerability are we going to see from you in this series? There's going to be tears. A lot of, a lot, there's going to be tears. Like, uh, yeah, there's going to be tears. And, and so I open up about my relationship struggles a lot. I open up about my relationship struggles and wanting to be loved and being single. And you will see that. And I'm, I'm, that's one thing I'm very proud of myself. Obviously, can't give away too much spoilers, but do you know what I mean? But you will, like, and obviously this between, like, just a, a general chapter for me and you, you will see a more emotional side to me on the show. Because I've, I've been on a journey, absolutely very close to a journey. Have you had therapy before, Janaid? Not in, not like an intense amount of therapy. Obviously, when my brother passed away, I've had, I've had like counselling and stuff before, but not, no, not, not intense therapy at all, no. Why not? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because you know what, Johnny? I'm, I'm, a very, I'm very much a type of person. And this is what, this is where I'm a very strong-minded person. I've been through shit and back. I've been through hell. I've been through actual life situations. And I pick myself up. I stand on my own two feet and I think, get up today and prove everyone wrong and you will get through this. So you know when people are like, oh, I've had a hard life, I've broken up with someone, so that's fuck all compared to what I've been through. I have been through shit and back and lost the people that loved me the most, but I still, I'm still standing on my own two feet. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. I'm smiling ear to ear every single day. I'm living my dream. But you're still getting and triggered. You're still triggered by that sense of emptiness that loneliness that's all triggers from what's happened to you in your childhood yeah at point you know what i mean not at all on a daily basis i don't sit there and think oh my god i want to be loved every day when i have an in-depth conversation that me and you are having now we're going deep and obviously i'm speaking about things that bring up emotions that i don't really speak about so yeah in that sense i do kind of it brings up emotions but every day day in day out I'm cracking on. I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got such a great routine for my mental health. 
it just fits perfectly for me. You know, I know how, like, I know things that trigger me. I know how to kind of overcome things because for me as well, like, I'm such an advocate for mental health. I'm trying to support people because I've been through it. I mean, I've been through shit, so I know how when you're feeling shit, how it feels. So I also know how to make myself feel better. I also know things to do to prevent it. What are your coping mechanisms to prevent it? Obviously, I, I do come from a Muslim background. So for me, praying really, really makes me feel at peace. And I pray every single day. I read the Quran every single day. It really makes me feel at peace. Alongside that, I absolutely love my gratitude. So I'll sit there of an evening, put my candle on, and write down what I'm grateful for. And that makes, honestly, puts a lot of things in my perspective. Because you've got to think, Johnny, this life I've always dreamed of, I'm living it. 16-year-old Janaid lived and breathed to be on reality TV, have his own flat, have a lovely car outside, do whatever he wants to do, and I'm doing it. It's so, so true, you really are. And especially this year has been that year that it's all happened. And it's, you know, things coming through. This has been your year, my friend. Johnny, this time last year, I worked in a bank. This time last year, Janaid was working nine to five in a bank. And now, fast forward a year, I've done two reality shows, one's already aired one's currently airing and i cannot complain i count my blessings every single day i thank everyone that's given me these opportunities and i'm just so excited to do more this is only the start i've this is only the start for me and i've got so much more to give to the world because you know what i want people to hear my story and i want to inspire millions of people out there that either come from my background or don't come from my background and see my story and think do you know what that boy has been through a lot in his life, but look at him. He stands on his own two feet. He is a queen. He's confident. He's got his shit together, and he's happy. I don't need the boyfriend to be happy. The boyfriend is just a missing piece to my puzzle. When the time is right, it will happen. Wow. Up until then, I will entertain the nation on reality shows until God knows when. Well, I think you, uh, you you raise some very good points, and it all leads to the Celebsco dating agency. That's where we need to see you next. <laughs> well, Johnny, you're going to get me on there. <laughs> I will. I will get you on there. I will speak to the bookers, and I will get you on there. Thank I think you. you would be amazing on there because we have seen in this interview a very different side of you, a vulnerable side of you, and I think with the yeah. deep dive therapy that Porcy Bunce and Anna Williamson can do, do I know think what? it'll be so useful to you. No, I'm not even joking. Obviously, I've been a fan of the show for years. And the day I sit there in the agency in front of the both of them and get, I actually want their real life advice. Forget the cameras. I actually really want, I would sit there for hours and really want their advice because I want them to help me. Well, mate, you don't need their help. You know what you need to do. I just mm. think it just takes time. Yeah, of course. And, the, and timing is everything because like I've said to you, my whole life has changed in the space of a year. But I've been, I've been in this industry since I was 18 years old. I've wanted all these opportunities years ago. It only comes to me when I was ready. Well, mate, this is your year. You are ready to go and flourish. Go and be the <laughs> Junaid Ahmed we love and we love. How have you found Thank your security you. and secure experience? Amazing. I don't know what it is, but you make me go deep and I really open up and it just makes, it's like a therapy session for me. This is like a therapy session for me. I've opened up and I've spoken about how I'm feeling and what stuff that I've gone through and I feel so much better for it. It takes me back onto my mission to try and help other people once again. So this is absolutely amazing. This has done me the world of good. So thank you.
that's exactly what I want to do here on Skilling Skill. I love talking to celebrities like Janaid, who will open up, show a different side of them, first of all, but then secondly, educate you so that you do not feel alone. Because the worst thing is to feel alone, to feel isolated from society, to feel like you've got no one to talk to, to feel like no one's going to understand what you've gone through. As you've heard over the 160 episodes of Skilling Skill, there is so many episodes where you can identify with different things that have happened in other celebrities' lives. Because, as we all say, it's okay to not be okay. Now, if you love Junaid, obviously, he's on TOWIE every single week on ITVB, 9 o'clock Sunday nights, and on the ITV Hub. Go and watch him on there. And if you do love TOWIE, Bobby Norris, Kelsey Stratford, Gemma Collins, and Pete Wicks, to name a few, have been on Skilly and Skid before. And also, if you really love Junaid, because obviously you do, and you haven't watched Love Struck High on Amazon Prime, he was also on there earlier this year, Megan Vale who he had a little bit of bitch fest with. She's a previous guest on Skilling School as well, so go and listen to that episode. Go and watch that on Amazon Prime. And then, and then, on Spotify, if you're listening, it's a five-star rating. On iTunes, it's a five-star rating and a review. And then go on to social media, at Johnny Seifer, at Skilling Skill Podcast, is where you can find me. All the previous episode teasers are on there as well. So, and like I said, if there's anyone that you identify with, anyone there that you're like, oh, I want to know their story more, Go and have a little listen to that teaser and then go and download the episode and obviously then go and review and share on your social media platforms. I've been Johnny Seifert. You've been listening to Security and Secure. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>